0: Stand firm in the
1: faith, act like men, be strong. Welcome to Act Like Men, our men's leadership podcast. This podcast has been designed for pastors and men's leaders to help them build out an engaging ministry with and to their men. We do this because every man deserves an opportunity to become an authentic, biblically-based man of God. This podcast is sponsored by Men's Ministry Catalyst, who for 41 years has been doing exactly what we just said, helping to guide churches as they build out an engaging ministry with their men. Thanks for joining, everyone. My name is Wendell Morton. I'm the Executive Director of Men's Ministry Catalyst. It's so great to have you here today. I also want to introduce my co host, Dale Udi. Dale, welcome. Good to have you. Good to be with you too, Wendell. Always good to dig
2: into these key topics in the lives of our men. Amen.
1: Well, as I promised last session, we're going to continue with Dr. Grossi. The topic tonight is spiritual mentoring. One of the books that he listed is one of his four favorite children. And uh, so we'll continue with that one today. It's a, a core. Uh, core piece. Just before we jump into the book, we we had a thought on what are some of the reasons for ministry success that we were talking about last time? What are some things that are vital to that? And Jim had a, a couple of thoughts he wanted to continue on with. Jim, welcome to the, uh, to the hey, podcast.
0: First of all, it's great to be with you and Dale again. And uh, yeah, as I thought about that question, I answered it from a standpoint of the things that uh, in my house, my personal house that needed to be put in order or that uh, I thought about in terms of uh, emptying self and being filled with the spirit. Uh, But in terms of the ministry, uh, if you will, the success of, of 41 years of ministry, how does that happen? Well, first of all, it is the power of the Holy Spirit and the blessing from God, no doubt. Yep. There, yep. I can tell you that based on how we started and the lack of appreciation and support by most pastors for this topic uh, of men's, men's ministry, it's, it's pretty tough. Uh, but then having a supportive wife, a wife that would quit her passion, which was being a nurse, to become a secretary to a guy that was used to having executive secretaries that knew what how to make my coffee even. And she's not a secretary, and uh, but she's done a fabulous job. And then having friends and board members to really hold me accountable. And then donors, oh my gosh. When I think of the amount of money in 40 years that has been donated, uh, by uh, our, uh, our friends in the ministry, our faith partners. Uh, God bless them, and I know he will from an eternal standpoint.
2: What a great legacy all together. You know, again, looking at those friends journeying
1: with you for these four decades, Jim. What a wonderful blessing in your life. Amen. Amen. So tonight's topic is spiritual mentoring. comes out of the book that Jim wrote called The Spiritual Mentor. Which he identified as one of the key resources for men's ministry catalysts. What prompted this particular resource, Jim?
0: Well, as I looked back over a number of the books I had written, uh, discipleship and understanding uh, what that means in terms of its uh, essence uh, was key. Um, and yet, I look at the statistics in the church today. And I'm going, somehow, we lost our way. Uh, on one hand, uh, in Matthew, it says, I think Matthew 9, Jesus pulled his disciples aside and said, uh, look at the field, it's right, ripe, ripe with harvest. And he said, pray for workers. Mm-hmm. And what he was saying to them, as, as a metaphor, I believe, there is, we we've got to pray for volunteers, the uh, donors, uh, supporters, uh, friends that help us with our ministry. And then it was the, well, some of his last words in Matthew twenty-eight was "Go make disciples." That was the essence of his ministry. That's a great commission: right. go make disciples. Right. And yet we've switched that in most churches. Where we are praying for disciples and making workers. Oh, I need parking lot attendants, or oh, we need to to get this burnt pancake breakfast put together with cooks, and they're they're worried about workers, but they're not worried about uh, making disciples. Uh, the The average church in America today, the average church, has two new converts a year. Mm-hmm. Right now, men. In ministry, in churches, engaged in churches in Europe is only 5%. 5% of the church will be men. Wow! In the United States today, 61% of the pews are filled with women. Think about this, if that doesn't scare you enough. Intergenerationally, the young people today going to church with mom and dad According to Barna research, 90% of them walk away from church once they're of age to get out of the house. So it's an
2: incredible statistic, isn't it, Jim, that we are on a slippery slope here and we're losing ground.
0: Exactly. And so we've lost the essence of the whole Christian message. And that is making disciples Uh, in my book, uh, The Spiritual Mentor, Barna. Uh, excuse me, not Barna. Uh, 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 the, the great theologian uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer said, "Christianity without living a living Christ is inevitably Christianity without discipleship, and Christianity without discipleship is always Christianity without Christ."
1: Wow, that's a that is a bold statement. And absolutely correct. Wow.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, this aspect of discipleship obviously is a focus that a lot of churches will say that's what we do, just like you mentioned from Matthew 28, making disciples. But, uh, Jim, what are a couple key distinctions, though, between discipleship and spiritual mentoring? Give us just a little bit of a comparison or maybe even a contrast. Are those two far different or are they actually closer than we
0: think? Well, that that's a great question, deal. And the issue is, uh, we got to do the timeout. Yeah. Uh, you know, the doorbell.
2: You know, Jim, you mentioned Matthew 28 and this whole call of Jesus to go into the world and make disciples. And I think a lot of churches will say that they are doing discipleship when they're doing ministry to men. But Jim, give us a couple of key distinctions between discipleship and spiritual mentoring. In other words, are they they closer than we think, or are they actually two distinct parts of the Christian life?
0: As I may have mentioned, uh, the first time we uh, uh, had the opportunity to chat with each other, that uh, a number of my books have been based around uh, talking about discipleship. Uh, talking about Christ's relationship with his eight of the disciples were fishermen, talking about uh, his, uh, his the way he, uh, I want to use the word, mentored his uh, disciples. And as I uh, was challenged by uh, then Thomas Nelson, who asked me to write five books in 18 months, uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, we looked at some topics, and they said, we need a good, complete book on discipleship. Uh, there's many of them out there, Bonhoeffer and, and uh, a number of uh, people have written some excellent works. Uh, but I wanted a work that really dug deep into the essence of discipleship as we looked at it from the first century and what Christ did with his disciples. And as I thought about that in terms of modern day terms, if you will, uh, discipleship was more than than a, attending uh, a church or a tabernacle. It was more than listening to someone who was giving them good advice or biblical material. It, it was walking with that person. And today, when we journey with a person, like in golf, let's say. Um, we we want to uh, really become a good golfer, okay? We go take lessons, and the pro often will go out with us on the course, right? And, and, and he walks with us through that process. In education, it's very common to use the word mentor, right? And that's usually someone mm-hmm. that is a mile or two or 10 miles down the road from you, And as a student, as a graduate or whatever, if you're after your dissertation, your doctorate dissertation, and they mentor you, they guide you along the way. And it's a journey. It's a process. And too often in the modern church today, we think of it as a decision at a point in time. And then you you come to church and have a nice day. We're off to the next person. Yeah. And, and and a good pastor will see to it that his men are shepherded by someone who understands what mentoring, the essence of mentoring, is all about.
1: What a key point. That was, that was really good. There's one phrase you mentioned. We'll talk about a couple of them, but this one for right now in chapter three, it talks about who you are versus whose you are. Can you talk about that a little bit?
0: Yeah, and and it really uh, comes back to the spiritual mentor book in the very front, right after the dedication. Uh, I uh, quote uh, 1 Corinthians 11, 1 through 3. I won't read the whole thing, but I'll paraphrase it. Uh, when uh, Paul was saying, imitate me just as I imitate mm. Christ. Now I praise you, brethren, But remember all things, and and he goes on to talk about the traditions and and about the importance of Christ being the head of the church and that kind of thing. And then there's an admonishment to men that we are to be that leader, the authority in the house. And I don't mean that in a negative way, but that we are to, to, uh, to protect and provide for and to be responsible for our families. And so um, I see that uh, that essence of discipleship goes back to what the, I saw in, in reading about and praying about the first century disciples. Uh, they were, uh, the word, the Greek word is methetos, which means you're a, you're a, a pupil, a, a, a student in process. And that's what the disciples were. Uh, Jesus was the rabbi and they were the students in process as Jesus walked them through uh, the theology and uh, the relationship and the importance of knowing him and making him known. And reminding them that they are gods and and, and God's children, that that who they are uh, in terms of their work. Uh, you know, I might be a doctor or a dentist or a, a plumber or whatever. That isn't who you are. <laughs> who you are first is a child of God. I'm always amused when Wendell introduces me. I know he's captivated with my being in the Hall of Fame for hunting and fishing. And he'll say, Jim's a, a Hall of Fame fisherman and uh, all this and this and this. And, this. and, and then he gets to uh, my love of the Lord and, and the reality is I, I'm first defined by whose I am. I'm a child that's of God.
1: That's right. That's right.
0: And, and I'm a servant of of Christ, a servant of the king. That's, mm-hmm. that's really the definition that means the most to me. That's the only one that has eternal benefit. Uh, all my trophies and plaques and whatever's in record books is going to all be dust, you know. And... Uh, so any Jim, what,
2: a, what a great transition point is, you know, as I think about what churches really need, they need to foster that atmosphere of, again, helping the men know whose they are before they move on with that. And um, how do you help churches or how have you helped churches move into spiritual mentoring? How have you given them some instruction or some a guidepost to kind of mark their progress on that through the years? What have you found helpful?
0: Well, I think it's helping people understand Matthew 4.19. Uh, Jesus said, come, follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. Hmm. There are three things there. Come, first of all, that's from the head, having a knowledge and being drawn initially by curiosity of, about the Christ. Yeah. And then he says follow me. Well that's from the heart. That's from the heart. When you follow him, you know him first and now you follow him. And that means trying to be like Christ. Like Paul said, imitate me that I that I imitate Christ. And then the last part is the hands is I will make you fishers of men. Jesus will give us that gift And the ability to use our hands, our minds, our talents, our contacts, our networks to help build the kingdom.
2: That's a great uh, analogy for us and a great way to get that word picture
1: in our our mind. Absolutely. Hey, in chapter 9, Jim, you mentioned, and we'll use this as our last piece of conversation here today, but you mentioned the phrase relationship-based discipleship. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that specifically? How does it relate to spiritual
0: mentoring? Well, it, it kind of gets back to what I said earlier about the walk, the journey with someone. So let me give you a practical illustration. Um, a lot of what we recommend churches do in terms of programs or events is make them outreach oriented. So let's say you're having a, a golf uh not tournament, but an actual experience where they can come to a driving range, meet a Christian pro, some of the people from the church that are good golfers, and have a golf clinic. Okay, now the clinic itself. Uh, hopefully, the the uh, pro who's a Christian shares his testimony, and there's maybe a moment of time there where someone gives their heart to Jesus. Hopefully, it's a bunch of people, and the key thing. While important, as important as that moment is, that the Holy Spirit drew that person to make that decision, is to know that the guy that maybe helped him from the church uh, in his putting or his driving or whatever, that guy follows up and walks with that guy. He invites him out for coffee, invites him out to go play golf again, maybe has him over for a barbecue. He keeps tabs on that guy. Okay. And builds relationship with them. Uh, And, and that takes, you know, not all people are easy to build a relationship with, you know, (laughs) and, and sometimes it's like, wow, do I really need to, to befriend this guy, God, you know, but Hey, uh, God, God looked at us and could have said the same thing, right. When we were (laughs) and yet there were people in our lives that cared enough Mm -hmm. to mentor us. And as I've shared with you in previous uh, conversation that, you know, I've had a couple of those people in my life that helped me at a critical time that I could have gone a different path, totally different path. I wouldn't be married for 58 years if that had occurred for sure.
1: Great answer. And great topic, by the way, spiritual mentoring is so critical. And to go back to the the Matthew 419 or the Matthew 20 or Luke 419 and Matthew 28, where we're called to reach out and to walk through life. You use the term relationship based discipleship to walk through life with these people is, is absolutely critical. Jim, thank you for uh, sharing. We'll have you back shortly. Share a few other things. We want to talk through a six step engagement process in depth. I'll have you back and uh, and walk us through some of that as well. Dale is always a pleasure. And I appreciate the privilege of uh, working with you. What an honor to uh, be here and and to be with Dr. Grassi during these sessions. Absolutely, really is. Listen, thank you, listeners, for joining us. You, again, are the reason we exist. Uh, Again, if you want anything from Dr. Grassi, uh, communication, or resources, it's just mensministrycatalyst.org forward slash resources or just mensministrycatalyst.org. And you can find ways to get a hold of him there. That's great. Just a reminder, our episodes are launched on the first and third Thursdays of every month. If you've not yet subscribed, please do so on our website. Let us know. And prior to that episode, we will release show notes as well. Next time our topic will be mentoring. We'll have two sessions on mentoring. Look forward to that. And, um, Dale will uh, help walk us through that topic and looking forward to our time together. Thank you again for joining us. You are the reason we exist, because every man deserves an opportunity to become an authentic, biblically based man of God.